Now let's get into this week's story. Did I do it right? No. Now let's get into this week's story. <laughs> Is that good? No. Okay. And now let's get into this week's story. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? All of it? Are you sure? Yeah, no, no, no I'm not doubting you. Okay, yeah, call back later. Oh. You guys, this week we are going to be talking about the final chapters of the book of Isaiah. Welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. Another day, another week, another dollar. Many dollars for Clara. Oh. <laughs> Yay, La Clara NYC. How are you? Many, many, many dual hairs mm. for Clara. No one knows what I'm talking about. No one knows what <laughs> I'm saying. I'm the only one that knows right Maybe now. the Patreons, because... Oh, the patrons will know. The patrons do know. But can we just, can you say you got a new job? Yes. Claire got a new Absolutely. job, guys. <laughs> she got a new job and yeah. I can't say anything else, but the patrons will know. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll mention it on the podcast that has no name on it because we're still figuring it out. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if we can say the dollar amount. I don't want Claire to get jumped. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm going to get jumped, but still, so, I'd like to give it But it's cute. The checks is cute, okay? Yeah. Blessings on blessings. Mm -hmm. She's a blessed babe, okay? Anyways, um, how are you guys doing? How are you, how's everyone doing? How have you been doing? I'm good. I'm happy for you. I, I, I love it when my friends win. Like, it makes you feel good. I'm happy too. Actually, I think the biggest win is finally kicking my current job out. Ooh! I was so burnt with it. I'm like, oh. But I get to get out of here. Oh, Just. Clara, you get to say I quit Oof. to a boss that you strongly disliked. Yep. I didn't say hate because that's a strong word. You I strongly mean, you disliked. could say it. Um. Okay, Clara hated this man's guts. <laughs> okay? She hated him. He was one of those bosses. And yeah. now... It's the final countdown. It's Hours. Yeah, you're gonna leave. Yep. Are you? I. I'd be so excited. Like actors have dreams of that. When I used to serve, I used to have dreams of walking in and be like, "I'm a serious regular now. Throw my apron on the office desk. <laughs> I'm out of here." Poor little Cinderella. I mean, it feels good. It's no, just like, it's uh, the type of job that I'm going to be doing is very similar to what I'm doing. And of something that I've done in the past. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm finally, you know, like making a living out of my dream that I always dreamed of. Like It's pure money. It's pure money. And also going back to what I was doing before this position that I did enjoy more than what I'm doing right now. Okay. Still not my, you know, like aspiration in life, yes. but still, you know, it's, it's something that I can do and be happy. Ooh. I like happy. <laughs> Listen, a happy Clara is a happy Clam. Clam? Yeah, like a happy clam. Never duck, heard of duck, that? Duck, duck, duck. No, it's I probably an American thing. Oh. A happy clam. Do you like clams? Yeah. Mussels? I don't mind them. Yeah, mussels I love. Oysters, no. 
Why don't you like oysters? The oysters are the raw ones, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I do not like that. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, put some Tabasco sauce and lemon on it. Yeah. Ooh, if a fine man over six feet invited me to an oyster dinner, <laughs> that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> and Christian. Yes. Oh my gosh, I went on a date. <gasps> Brianda, tell us about it. Yes, with a man. It was a foreign man. I don't know why the foreign man just... Been... He, he's not the guy that you were talking about on our first Patreon episode, was it? No. He's oh. not foreign. He's American. You can tell. Okay. Americans are so egotistical. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I wanted to date. Definitely not for me. Oh. But very fun. Very fun. What did you do? We went to a very nice restaurant in Brooklyn. Oh. It was nice to be back in Brooklyn. It was a mm-hmm. very nice restaurant. I felt underdressed, but it's okay. <gasps> That's a nice, nice restaurant. It was a very nice restaurant. And yeah, he, yeah. The only thing that was kind of suspicious that he paid in all cash, I went, oh, what do you do for a living? Like, what do you do? And you're not from here? And you're not from here? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh. Does the I, IRS know about you, And honey? we had a, like a, a table in the back. It was like very, I'm like, like red rope situation. Mm. I was like, um, are you affiliated with the mob? <laughs> What? No, I was going to say, maybe he has a job that earns tips. You know how tips they paid in no, cash? No, he doesn't. Oh. Well, unless he's lying to me. He doesn't. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it was a whole lot of money to be paid cash. Maybe he wanted to impress you. I don't know. Men are stupid like that sometimes. By not, I don't know, taxes maybe? Of, 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 like, no, because like, if he paid by car, you wouldn't see the, the, the total in the bill. But if he starts like pulling out bills, it looks like oh, he got really? a lot of money. Men are stupid like this. So sometimes it's just. You know what I loved though? I loved that. Maybe this is an. I don't know what it is, but whenever I've gone on dates with the men that are not American, uh, you know, because every girl does the thing. Oh, let me put. I'll do. I'll do half. When you're really like, is it? I'll. I'll do half, and you're really not gonna get anything. Uh, I'm really gonna get. Some. I, I, and I believe you, Clara. I'm from. I'm also not American, so I guess... Clara, we all believe you. <laughs> Clara the Riveter, okay? We, yes, we believe you. Uh, I am not quite as righteous, okay? So, <laughs> I'm a lie. I'm a lie. I'm like, oh, me. Let me, let me just grab my... I'm like passing through my Metro car. Lipstick. Lipstick. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not getting my credit card. You crazy. Anyways, and I did it, and he literally, like, this, with the most firm... It was quick, and it was like... No. Absolutely not. And it just kills it. And I went, oh. Whereas like American men. Well, oh, like, that kind of turned me on. American men will be like, oh, it's okay. Or or this is another one. You get the next one. <laughs> or the tip. Has never, have oh! they never said like, oh, you can get the tip. I hate that one. I'm like, all right, bitch, $2. Thank you. I think it's so stupid. I really do. I, I have left. Um, I've seen what someone leaves as a tip and it's so little, not enough. And I leave on top of it. On a date? I've done it before, yeah. So you have corrected a man's tip on oh, a date? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, are, you do come from the industry. You, yeah. you have been a server for a long time. It's so. just something you do. It's not, if you've ever worked at a bar yeah. or restaurant, you just... I've never left a bad tip, even if mm. I have a poor experience. Yeah. I don't leave a bad tip, I ever. do the same with nails or any... Like when I do my lashes, anything within the beauty industry... It's like, okay, now I understand. Before, I was like, fuck, I have to give you extra money on top of what I already paid you for? Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, I know the feeling. So. Yeah, no, no. We, don't, we do not date men who are bad tippers. We do not date men who, are, who treat waitstaff poorly. Oh, absolutely not. That nah. is a, no, no. Uh-uh. So many men do. 
So many men do actually. Uh, I think men with weak egos do because they feel like they they have to show themselves because no one else like sees it like that. But like that they're like above or something or like dominant, and it's like you're just looking like an asshole right now, and no one wants to be around. Yeah, you, you. ain't dominating anything. You look yeah. like a clown right you're, now. Yeah, a you're mean making clown. a fool of yourself. A clown that don't make nobody laugh or entertain. <laughs> You're just, you're, you're not right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm so turned off and I will never be seeing you again. <laughs> like, wait, after, after this day, I, I realized, <laughs> I realized, I wish I had a camera around me. Because <laughs> so I'm so well, like over with my face. What? I was bachelorette, Bible bachelorette. That's what's going to be like. That's what's going to be like. That would be so fun. And you know, it'd be great. Like if there were live shows to have them be live. Oh my God. Because you know that Rory and Maul do that stuff and like other people do those. Yeah, but not a first date though. Yeah. Like, and also they don't really mean it. Who? The guys that do that when they do like the dating shows or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't really mean it. It's like entertainment. It's like, no, I want to find my future husband. It's like an added element of no, this is serious, mm. you know? Yeah, that's right. But um, after I left this guy, he was a very like, he liked touching my face and I'm, no, 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 no. I am not. No, like, no, no, no. I don't Wait, like this. Your face especially, con lo que tú eres. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh yeah, immediately. I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We do not do this. We do not do this, please. And after we go to part ways. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, from here up, you don't touch. From here down, you don't touch always. <laughs> just don't touch me. You just, <laughs> but listen. You can touch my elbow. You can touch my shoulder, my elbow, shoulder. my yeah. fingernail. Um, <laughs> he goes, fingernail. he goes, Clara, we, he, after we go to part ways or whatever, I literally turn around. He had to have heard it, but I literally went, <clears throat> this is, this is, I where, do I go to this camera? Dale. So let's just say he's here and I turn. Okay. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Hug, you know, strictly hug, you know, mm. and I turn. Just have a good night. Oh. <sighs> And then I just walk myself to the train. Yo, I'm telling it you. It was exhausting. You know a date was exhausting where you cannot hold yourself yeah, from it was just doing like, it. Like oh. sometimes, some people, and even if it's not a date, sometimes like it happens to me with girls who are like friends. Even while you're hanging out with them, you just need like a little break. You just need to turn around and go like. Oh. I literally like, sent oh. Luisa a video of the moment I left him. Hold on. Let me oh, just play it for you real quick. God. Because it was like. I wish there was a camera around me. I, I hope he didn't hear it. He actually, he. I, I mean, it's not him. like he's going to be seeing you again. I have to so. let him know that this isn't. I didn't tell him about the podcast either. He won't be watching this. <laughs> and if he does, I'm talking about someone else. Another foreign man who took me to a bougie restaurant in Brooklyn. <laughs> it was somewhere else. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually last year. I'm talking about last year. <laughs> um, wait, I want to find it. And then we can get into the story. Um, Louisa. Do you know when you're off a bad date and like you give them that like side hug and when you go to leave, like the last, you, you just turn around and as you're walking, you go like this. Ugh. That's what just happened. That's what Oh, I am dewy. What is, why am I so dewy? Why am I so dewy? Anyways, girl, that day was not it. And I lied. I lied right through my, my teeth, Louisa. Wait, why aren't I FaceTiming you telling you this? Well, anyways, I lied straight through my teeth. He said, oh, I'd love to take you out again. And I went, okay. I knew I wasn't, I said, okay. And I knew I wasn't gonna see that man again. I know. 
Yeah, but that's so uncomfortable. You know? Yeah, especially with the first day. I'm not putting in the effort to tell you something hard. I'll just text you later. Yeah. You're not, you're not someone, I don't care about you that much, you know, too. Yeah, you don't, uh, I, I, I'm definitely not opposed to in a textual exchange when you don't know someone. A text will do. Yeah. I don't have to tell you to your face, like, actually, it didn't go that well. Like, it's kind of dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather do it apart. I don't want to see your reaction. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't care about you so much. Like, you can go to therapy afterwards if you need Oh, to, my but... gosh, no. Well, hopefully, I know, I, I don't know. How, how do you guys say, uh no to a bad a, day, a bad date or how do how do you guys I'm, I'm curious i think everybody lies i've lied before too i've had days that were terrible like i couldn't wait to get out of that date and oh can i take you out again for sure just text me the moment i walk out the restaurant automatically blocked really yeah they were like oh text me when you get home yeah yeah no worries have, you, automatically have you ever walked out of a date have i ever walked out of a date yes but not like when he was in the bathroom and I was like, not, I didn't leave him hanging. I just made up an excuse or I texted my friend, like, call me saying there's an emergency and I have to get out of here. It's like, oh my God. What, what was it that was so bad about them? Well, the dude with the voice, I told you. Oh, the voice. That was one guy that, but it wasn't only the voice. Uh, you guys, there's a man who had a, a very high pitched voice. Oh yeah. And she was not fond of. Okay, yep. go. But it wasn't only the voice, like the voice clearly already made him not pass, but it wasn't only the voice. Like his attitude was very... You know, like you've been with somebody for maybe one hour and they're already like, so how's this going? Do you like me? Like, the f no, I don't like you. You'd be asking me these things. And you're asking in this tone even less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound like a fairy godmother. He did. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> sir. Next. <laughs> exactly. But he was like just very, I don't know, como, too much. He wanted too much, too many, too much feedback and like, ugh. Like, overwhelming. Like, dude, relax. Can we just enjoy dinner? Yeah. Is this a test? A I lot, don't know. There are a lot. There's, I feel like there's a certain decorum that's lacking in this generation of men. And I'm generalizing for the mm. sake of time. I'm sure not all men are like this. And I'm sure those men are married or whatever. <laughs> or taken, I mean? yeah. Or taken. Like, but there is something that's, there's a piece a piece that's missing because I'm dating a girl. Your girl's dating. We're out here. <laughs> a piece that's I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking to men's. Okay. <laughs> I'm, this year, I'm. That's it. I'm finding a boyfriend. It's happening. That's the right one. Okay. I'm not settling ever. I'd rather be single. But good. Um, there's a piece missing, and I. The other day, I thought, wait, is it me? No. It could be. No. You know why not? Because there's always someone out there for you. There's not th it's not that you're missing anything. You just haven't found the puzzle that matches with you. You know what I mean? Hmm. So what is annoying from you? What's annoying for somebody can be like the best feature for someone else. You just haven't found that person. Mm. That your um, levels of, you know, every ingredient that's in you matches with, with them. You know what getting older has taught me? Hmm. No one's going to check every box. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like... They check enough boxes where they, and also is a feeling like whoever brings you peace. Oh, like to me, I was like, like when I was younger, I was looking for other things. Honestly, mm -hmm. I was looking for, I don't know. I was like more worried about looks than someone who would make me feel any type of way really and anything. But right now you can be the, I don't know, like hottest man in the world, like perfection according to my, whatever, you know, um, taste or type that I have but if you don't bring me peace 
Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I don't even care that you're cute. Oh, I don't even Forget care either. Get oh, it. I love medium ugly, guys. Oh, you do? My you favorite, always say that. My preferred. I know, medium I like, ugly I like, is I like hot men. amazing. Yeah. Hot men are great. I'm not yeah. saying that I don't like hot men. An attractive mm. man is cute. But medium ugly is where it's at. You may be confused at what medium ugly. This is medium ugly. Wait. This is medium ugly. This is ugly hot. This is hot. This is cute. I don't, I don't want cute. But that's cute. Medium ugly, hot ugly, hot, cute. Clara, I hope you got all of those pictures up on the screen. You're going to have to send them because it depends on the person. So Oh, I will send. Your cute is not my cute. No, 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 no. I will, be, I will try and speak for the world here. You know, I think the only <laughs> one we can all agree is ugly. <laughs> yeah I, just I, I didn't want to put the ugly I don't want to say someone's ugly medium ugly is hot by the way oh yeah you're, you're literally like saying that's what you yeah, want yeah yeah but uh, they're not conventionally attractive but I feel like people in general you see how like uh, some people find some people hot and you know like you don't have the same taste we all agree on ugly you see someone ugly they hear ugly you yeah. know who everyone's calling sexy hot all this other crap or whatever but. And I think we may cut this. Dude, any men listening to this, they're probably like, what? Trust me. It's a thing. It's a thing. It makes sense. They're taking sense. notes because they want to know what to look like. They, they want to know where they fall under. Yeah. You know, but, what, but like, I'm sure they have the same thing for women. Like they, they do the same. So like, this is our thing. Men are savages. I bet you they do worse than we're doing. Oh yeah. Because at least women don't Dude mind it. Yes. Yeah. M women don't mind a soft belly. Women don't mind love like a, a dad bod. Yeah. Love. We love it. I prefer it. We were with Clara's boyfriend yeah. and he literally pulled up a photo of like Henry Cavill's hard rock abs or something. And he was like, isn't this what all the girls want? And both of us were like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we Clara and I both were like, well, I don't want a man with six packs so I can hate myself every morning. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I'm trying to cuddle with some squish. I like the abs with a little bit. A little bit of uh, fat layer on top yeah. of it. Yeah. But you can still see the abs, though. I like that. You can still see the abs. Maybe the obliques. But they're like, pushy, pushy, you know? Maybe the obliques. Oh, obliques for sure. Yeah. That's I like the need, sexiest. I don't need little baki baki. I don't try, I'm trying to play tic-tac-toe with your, with your uh, I mean, I actually, I like both. Now that I think about it. Like, I don't mind. But again, it depends for where I want them to. Because I'm thinking when I was single, you know? When I was single, I just want to have fun one night. You got to be... Oh, and your best shape desire. for that. I've never had that desire. I, but every time I hear women talk about it, which is the majority, you're in the majority pool. I know, I know. Uh, I'm always like, what is that like? To be like, tonight, this is what's going to happen. Oh, 100%. I'm going to go out and I'm going to... Someone's getting lucky tonight. That was my <laughs> motto. Let's do something. Anyways, wait, let's stop the call. This, this goes I'm on the Patreon. I'm myself, so someone's getting lucky. No, this goes on the Patreon. We do oh. not put... Or this not is, even, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, for sure not the public, okay? <laughs> so anyways, if you want to hear more about... Uh, Our sex preference. Yeah, oh gosh. No, I was going to say dating, uh, that stuff. Maybe head over to the Patreon and... Dating, uh, new job. Lifestyle, whatever is going on. Stuff. Yeah, whatever's going on in our lives. Yeah. Now we got a Eminem addiction. Eminem addiction, fupas, uh, <laughs> period boobs, period boobs, back knee. I have a pimple on my back right now and I'm not a fan of it. I have a pimple on my back stomach. Knee babes. That's right, babe. 
I literally have a pimple on my stomach. Like, who gets pimples on your stomach? Wait. Wait, what? Wait, what? Can you see it? Yeah, that's so strange. Maybe it's the lotion. I don't know what it is. And it's just one right here in the middle. And I love a crop top. <laughs> so that's funny. Anyways, anyway. everyone say hello to Clara's little pimp, Pimpliana. <laughs> Clara's Pimpliana. Hi, round of applause. Um, anyways, the back knee babes will be over on Patreon talking about blemishes, boys, and dad bods. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Isaiah. And now let's get into this week's story. We are finishing the book of Isaiah. It is the grand finale of Isaiah. We've been in this book for I don't even know how long. It's been hard. I've been struggling through some of those chapters, okay? It's the baby Bible Express. <laughs> it's a lot, okay? But we made it. I managed to put together a synopsis of the last 17 chapters in one episode, guys. Boy. So, listen, you all know the bit. We all got places to be. Okay, we have so many books, uh, 12 books uh, to be exact, that we need to finish in the Old Testament, and we still need to get to the New Testament. So, before I finish off Isaiah, I thought it was only fair to recap the last 48 chapters that we've read, and then dive into the last chunk. Okay? Okay. So here's what we know about Isaiah so far. His 55 to 60-ish year prophetic ministry presented the hope of salvation to the people of Judah in the reigns of kings Jotham. Remember Jotham? Mm -hmm. Ahaz and Hezekiah. Those are three kings he lived through. Right? In chapters 1 to 39, Isaiah sends a message of judgment and hope for Jerusalem. The judgment part we already know about this episode, this episode, and this episode. The hope part was for a new Jerusalem, so it could be restored eventually by a future messianic king. Okay, and that was in the first couple chapters of Isaiah. Mm. Back last year when we started the book of Isaiah. (laughs) So Isaiah prophesied that through the enemy nations of Assyria and Babylon, the kingdom of Israel would fall, executing God's judgment for their years of rebellion. Lastly, after the north is destroyed, King Hezekiah in Jerusalem has a rise, but then he falls again. And a century later, like our main character Isaiah predicted, Jerusalem is taken over by the Babylonians. And of course, the exile, blah, 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 you already know, Second Kings and Corinthians. Oh my God. I just said 2 Kings and Corinthians. It's not Corinthians. The Corinthians is in the New Testament. Oh. It's Chronicles. (laughs) Y'all, this is how badly I want to get to the New Testament, okay? (laughs) I want to get to the New Testament so badly. But um, you can... I know. You were like... It's just such a silly mistake. But... uh, But didn't we reference the Corinthians not long ago? Yeah, we did. That's why, I think that's why your brain triggered, because you did mention it not long ago. Maybe, Corinthians, I'm telling you, I'm a New Testament Bible babe. So the fact that I've even committed this long to the Old Testament, it's like an Olympic sport, honestly. This has been an Olympic sport. I'm I'm really proud. Medal for Brie. Where's my medal? Someone get me a medal. I want a medal. I don't need a medal. All I need is this Jesus. Ding. Back to the recap. 
In chapters 40 through 48, Isaiah speaks from the POV of a future Jerusalem that's already been restored. But Isaiah died 150 years before that. So how did that happen? How did Isaiah write about a time where he was dead in? Huh? Isn't that a prophecy? Isn't that what they do? Yes, Clara. Bingo. Very good girl. Gold star for Clara. Yes. Well, there are two different options here, right? We either have some prophet teleportation... (laughs) <laughs> like like Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. <laughs> Only it's not uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's Isaiah, an old Jewish man. Um, anyways, uh, no, it's either a teleporting prophet or it was one of Isaiah's or several of Isaiah's prophetic disciples who passed along his teachings towards the end of the book. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they say that Isaiah may be written by Isaiah the bulk of it but then towards the end, it could have been his uh, disciples. And these messages were of hope that the new nation would become servants of the Lord. And after that, you know, the justice, the mercy, all that, this new generation of servants would effectively share information and testimony about who God really, really, truly was to all nations, even the Gentiles. You know what Gentiles? Mm, is I don't remember Gentiles. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Oh. But Gentiles are <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay, baby. You still get your gold stars. Gentiles are uh, non-Hebrew Israelites. So people non- that converted to they weren't they weren't Jewish, but they converted. Oh, but they, they were, were from by the territory, race. but they weren't. For religion. Exactly. But that's the whole point. It's so cool because in this book, you hear the Lord saying, no, he wants you to tell the world about him, not just his people, but like the nations. Mm. We're towards the end of the recap. I promise. I promise. But this is almost 50 chapters we're recapping. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, the servants weren't really giving because even during exile, all the Israelites did was complain and accuse God. I talk about it in this episode. So then the Lord had to show up and be like, ah, 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 ah. That was judgment. That was not me ignoring you. Trust and believe. I'm not ignoring you. (laughs) You know, God brings up another nation, bigger, badder than Babylon. The nation of Persia conquers Mm. Babylon so that the Israelites could go back home like Isaiah prophesied. So they're, they're enemy nation, But they went in and, you know, murked the Babylonians. Rumped it up. And in that time, the Israelites were able to go back home. After King Cyrus's Persian Empire conquered the Babylonians, the Israelites were still just as rebellious as their ancestors. I mean, God said he was about to do a new thing after this. This is how rebellious they were, Mm -hmm. which brings us to today. We are back here today, the final chapters of the book of Isaiah. And I'm going to try and cover the last chunk, keep it cute, keep it tight, keep it less confusing, you know, because I know this can be confusing. These are so many chapters, guys. So I urge you to read them on your own. I am simply summarizing and adding some glitter over it. Okay. (laughs) And that. There were the last 50 chapters of Isaiah. Okay. Wow. So, wow. 
I mean, wow. I mean, you just summarized 50 chapters in five minutes. So. <sighs> Lord. Now we're back into this week's story, what we all came for. The big shebang, the big finale. And the Lord said, forget all of this. Y'all clearly have a genetic mutation that keeps you from not being holy servants. <laughs> so you know what? The Lord says, I'm a deliver y'all a servant. Amazon Prime two-day shipping. <laughs> y'all are going to get a messianic king. Okay? <laughs> Let's go to some scripture. All righty. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 to 6. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with the Lord. And now the Lord says, he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to bring back the preserved of Israel." I will make you as my light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Here we have the servant. That servant is the messianic king. And he says his name, you are my servant Israel. Your name is Israel. And you are to provide a light to all nations. Okay? So just like the messianic king Isaiah talked about, he would do, he's doing it. Now, how exactly is this new servant going to do all the things Isaiah said? How is he going to save this new Israel? Well, the servant will be brutally rejected, assaulted on the daily, what? and killed. <clears throat> what? Let's get into some scripture. All right. We're going to go to Isaiah 50, verses 4 to 6. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is wary. Morning by war my morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. This is him talking about... People were throwing stones at me, doing all this other stuff while he was sharing the good news. And that's, does this, is this sounding a little bit familiar? Mm -hmm. Anyways, and this servant was later killed, like I said. But he's really dying on behalf of the sins of those that are hurting him. Claire, do you understand? Is it Jesus? Because yes. you said that before, that yes. he died for the sins of other people. Yes. Unless it's other people that died for the yes, same reason. Yes, it's Jesus and the multiverse of madness. So why is he calling him Israel if he's Jesus? Okay, uh, so uh, you have to understand that this is the Old Testament time. Mm. And we know that this is Jesus. 
However, Jesus had many names and it's still contested. Like, for example, if there's, a, if there are, if I have Jewish audiences listening to this, they would be like, no, they, but they believe that Jesus existed, but he's not the messianic King Okay. because I know Jesus to be my Lord and savior. I know that when he is referenced in this way, that is him. So we know that this servant or messianic king was killed. And that's where it ended. Psych! The servant becomes alive again. Does that story sound familiar? Okay, chapter 53 described the servant's atonement for our sins and also him coming back to life. Hi, Tangi. Chapter 53 is also known as the forbidden chapter to many Jewish people. Um, they skip it. They don't even read it. In a lot of synagogues, they don't even, they go from 52 to 54. All right? The 17th century Jewish historian, Raphael Levi, admitted that long ago, the rabbis used to read Isaiah 53 in synagogues. But after the chapter caused arguments and great confusion, the rabbis decided that the simplest thing would be to just take that prophecy out of the Haftarah, which is um, like a, it's Hebrew for like a section of prophetic books, okay. prophecy books. Like right? a compilation of all the prophets. Yes. Okay. So they just go from 52 to 54. Because and of people don't question why they're skipping one, they should have changed the numbers. <laughs> well, it's not that they want to change anything in the text. They just want to avoid confusion, especially when Christianity began to boom and, and, and grow as large as it did, because it's literally the story of Jesus. But if you will go from 52 to 54, everybody knows that there's something missing there. Well, no, they, would, they wouldn't read it aloud, but they would never take it out of the, the text. Ah, it's always there for you to read. Okay, okay, okay. It was more so about saying it out loud. Teaching it. Or yeah. Whatever. Okay, yeah, okay, it would okay. just cause more confusion. So they call it the forbidden chapter. Mm. Yes, but let's go to some scripture to talk about this. Isaiah 53. We're going in 53 because we ain't scared nobody. <laughs> uh, Isaiah 53 uh, verses 10 to 12. <laughs> Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. That is written confirmation of a messianic king atoning for the sins of other people. Later on in the chapter, hmm. Isaiah then describes that there will be two people. After this whole ordeal with the messianic king, when he rises, comes to be who he is, becomes very vocal, then is killed, and then comes back. Who kills him? Uh, the, same, the same way, the same people that were throwing stones, and it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't exactly say how he died. Just not, not one person. Yeah. Just it, so for, for, for your understanding, the community, society killed him. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, there were people after he arose again that didn't believe. 
They didn't believe at all. They didn't. They still didn't believe. They saw him dead and come back to life, and they still didn't believe. And then there were people that did. The people that did were humbled by what happened. They they finally understood what the Lord's plans were. It's kind of like that moment where their aha moment happened. Mm -hmm. They became humbled by it. Those people were considered more servants, more like mini servants. Mm -hmm. The people that didn't, didn't believe it, still stayed in their own ways, thought that was like some fluke, no way that's possible. The Lord still isn't here for us. There's no way he's, look at what he did, you know, accusing the Lord. Those uh, in the book, in Isaiah, it says that the, that group, they were the wicked. So it's the servants and the wicked, okay. two different groups. Capiche, capiche. Now, the last few chapters of Isaiah are so carefully woven together, and y'all know I'm a sucker for poetry. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah, or his ghostwriters, wrote this beautiful poem about how the Lord's many servants will inherit his kingdom, all right? We're gonna go to Isaiah chapter 60, we're almost at the end, uh, verses 17 to 22. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold, and instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze instead of stones iron i will make your overseers peace and your taskmasters and your taskmasters righteous violence shall no more be heard in your land Ooh. devastation or destruction within your borders nada okay nada was not in it but you, you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise the sun shall be no more, your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor the moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Your people shall be righteous, they shall possess the land forever." the branch of my planting, the works of my hands that I might be glorified. The least one shall become a clan and the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will hasten it. He's describing that new, this new Jerusalem, this new heaven on earth. There will be no violence there. You will, there will be no pain there. there it's a I'm paying attention. I'm coming closer to pay attention. Oh, oh! I thought you were coming closer to be like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I was following an M&M. Claire's eating M&Ms over here like I'm some kind of uh, circus act. No. Da -da! She's over here. No. <laughs> 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 um, but that's so cool, man. The, um, the book concludes with... Uh, Poetry, and then the poetry uh, uh, chapters are sandwiched between uh, 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 prayers of redemption. Mm. It's so carefully made. Sometimes I'm like, wow, these people had so much time. Time. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so much time on their hands. And I don't know how, what, how much they were paying these editors, but they did- Probably nothing. They were doing it for the love of God. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it was just so carefully made. It just was like us. I know, <laughs> only again, I'm not as righteous. And I'm sure you're wondering, well, what would happen to the other half of people? If they weren't servants, they were the wicked. The wicked will be removed because they are a pollution to the new kingdom. 
And I know that sounds really uh-huh. mean and I don't mean it. I'm just trying to say what I read with my eyes in the Bible. It wasn't me. I'm don't kill the messenger, okay? But that's what he said about the wicked people, okay? And it was in detail. And y'all can go ahead and read those chapters because I'm not about to do it. I don't want to answer for it. I don't think I have the the status to answer for authority. Yeah. I don't have the authority. I am not qualified. But y'all can read those chapters. Chapters fifty-seven to. 63 to be exact, if you want to go in there and read it yourselves. Mm. Um, But he talks about what he will do to the wicked as well. And again, that's why we say that Isaiah is like all of the Bible books in one condensed little concentrated book because it gives you the finality of everything, like Mm. what will happen at the end, what will happen to the servants and what would happen to those that are not of God or chose not to. Uh, be servants. But anyways, justice will be served on them. And yeah, the servants will not only inherit a new Jerusalem, but they will be a whole other creation as a whole. They may not even be human. It's maybe a spiritual realm. Like we don't know, Hmm. but the, the poems were so beautiful. They like the Holy Spirit definitely was like, tickling me on the inside when you read it. It's like, ooh, that's where I want to be. So let's get into some scripture describing a little bit more of this new Jerusalem or this new creation. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25, and I'm going to skip around. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. Hmm. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. We're gonna skip to twenty-three. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord, and their descendants with them. Before they call I will answer, while they are yet speaking I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hi, Tangi. Not hi, Tangi, but, you know, my aunt just lost her son. My cousin died. Mm -hmm. And she's a Mm non-believer. Or I would say agnostic. She, same with my mom, they separated from the, from the church, but she just never went back. My mom went back in 2019, (laughs) you know, or 2020. And she said something to my mom today. And my mom shared it with me over the phone because she was so heartbroken for her sister. And she just said that the only thing that was giving her resolve at all in her, she called her like her heart, like empty now that her son wasn't here, uh, was that God was going to be able to have her be with him again or reunited with him again. Like 
And this is someone who, again, a very agnostic. I've never heard her say anything about um, the Lord ever, ever. And she's in her 60s. And it makes you think just how much a severe and intense, a deep guttural pain. There's no, there's no other pain than losing your child. There's no other pain like mm. it, like period, mm. you know? And the thought of being reunited with him by grace through maybe a, a mustard seed of faith consoled her a little bit for, for like a millisecond. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she immediately went back to, you know, her atheist ways. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to her. This is just But she's someone that, she has separated from religion, but she grew. Like, when she was a child, she was taught on religion, right? Like, so that's the belief she had as a child. She just grew older and decided that she wanted to, like, lean another way. Yeah, but it's but already there the major Nah, but the majority of her life was spent not in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, like, when you're a child, like, you in in interiorize things... Internalized things? Internalized, maybe, yeah. maybe. I just ultimately think that pain, severe pain, will uh, will bring you closer to your maker. Like, will bring you closer to whatever your maker is, whatever your internal comp, whatever that moral compass, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Profound pain is gonna get you to see it. Mm. It's gonna get you there uh, quicker than intense joy. I think you can get there with intense joy too, though. I don't want to be pessimistic, mm. but. Uh, uh, it was just something that I remember thinking about, like, wait, hold on. If if I'm wrong about this, I'm okay. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's like, because we're all going to experience someone die. All, someone we love is going to die. Mm -hmm. Always. It's going to happen. It's a way of life. Or it's going to be you. And if you, I don't know. Hope is a powerful thing. Something I heard from Terry Cobble at the Bible. Recap, you guys know I am her number one stan. Uh, she said that this place, the heaven that we just described in the last chapter of Isaiah, was not created for people who are afraid of hell. It is for people who love God. Mm, that's deep. And I said, okay, Tara, I will be writing that down. Thank you so much for that. I will credit you for sure. But I will say that later and probably forget, but just know that you said it first. Anywho, it's, it was, that's just, it's it. It's it. Anywho. Ah, Clara, hmm? we did it. We did it? We did it. That wasn't that bad. That was Isaiah. I mean, I guess it was bad for you to condensate it into this episode, but. The Bible so like, is long. When you say it, it feels like it's going to be a super long journey that we're going to be here for like five hours. And then you're yeah. like, okay, we're almost done. I'm like, already? Yeah. <laughs> You make That's it entertaining, it. so. I don't know. Thank you. Oh, well, time always flies when you're having fun with Jesus. And Brianda. King. And Brianda. Yeah. But mostly him. And me too. But definitely all him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into this week's moral of the story. Moral of the story is, if we could look at a pie chart of all of the Lord's attributes... It would be way more love than wrath. These books of judgment and anger should never dull the shine of his benevolence because he is more love than anything else. God is love. And love without boundaries and respect can be treacherous. 
Am I right or am I right? I know it's real easy to zoom in on all the times the Lord spoke spicy in the book of Isaiah, but there is no way it can compete with the amount of times the Lord proved to be a loving and faithful father who always keeps his promises. Isaiah 63 verse 4 says, For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption had come. I'm going to say that again. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption had come. Isaiah was so clear about this. A day of wrath versus a year of redemption. Man, the Lord ain't trying to be vengeful. That's why he pops it off in just 24 hours, okay? But redemption, fulfillment, peace, he promises that a fire for him can provide years of that because he's more love than anything else. Ooh. Hey, Father. How'd I do? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told them all about the Messianic King. I told them about your son. I know. They don't even know that this is just the appetizer. Wait until we get to the new testie. See you next week. Anyways, yeah. Oh, 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 oh.